Welcome to America's Independent Voice Podcast. Everyone has a story and life experiences that when shared can be a benefit to others. Join us for conversations about the things that affect our families, communities, and nation. Hey folks, my name is JC Owens. I am your host, so let's get started with today's conversation. I believe that we live in the greatest nation on the planet. I know that we're not perfect. I know that we've had struggles over the course of years. I believe most of the struggles that America has gone through are all politically related because typically people are fairly good. That's my belief. That's not saying that we don't have the bad apples out there that are destroying neighborhoods and communities, but I believe overall people are good-natured and that most of us want the same things, just life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. The overwhelming factor that has probably been responsible for most of the problems in America over the last 200 years is the political system. When we talk about American greatness, what do you believe about this country? And also, who do you believe some of the culprits are that are messing it up? Well, I think the the country was founded by good men. I don't think they were perfect men, but I think they had good intentions. I think they were inspired by God to create the documents that we have today that help us understand who we are, where we came from, and help guide us forward in making the right decisions to, to make this country a great country. And I think most politicians get involved in politics because they think they're going to be able to help in some way but then they get caught up in the games that are played in politics and the lobbying and the money being thrown around. And you might call it the common man gets caught up in that. You call it greed, maybe call it intimidation by other politicians that eventually those same people either end up leaving because they can't live that way, or they just get sucked into that game and end up being part of the problem. I agree with you in that respect. However, I also agree that we have certain people that actually enter politics with nefarious goals in mind. They started out as criminals. And I think that we see a lot of that today. I think that the political game has become just a money power game. When a politician is willing to spend literally hundreds of millions of dollars, and now on presidential elections, it looks like they spend billions of dollars to get into office for an office that really doesn't pay that much. I also think that we live in a day and age with shock politics. I think that they just throw something so outrageous out there like a bone for the news media and the general public to latch on to. It's just like the racism card that has been just thrown around really bad in the past two years. So I think that they've developed a lot of tools to subvert people's minds to uh, distract us from the issues. And I think a lot of times the American public falls for it. Sometimes I look around and say, how could you even fall for something so ridiculous, or pardon the expression, stupid? But overall, I think Americans are good. I think, like I said, most people are just out for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We'd like to be left alone. We don't want to be taxed too much. Taxes are necessary, but overtaxation is ridiculous. And right now, that's out of control. I think American families are facing a lot of issues. 
One of the issues that American families face is just how to raise our kids in all this chaos. Uh, I think it's very challenging for kids to disseminate what's good and bad today. Let's face it, when Song of the Year, Up for Awards, WAP, which, pardon the expression, folks, that stands for wet okay? Might as well spit it out there, because anybody that thinks that that's okay really is not a valuable portion of society, and those are the folks that are destroying society. Last year, we saw during COVID, it was okay to riot. It was okay to burn down cities. As long as you have a belief and you feel that somebody is intruding on something that you feel strongly about, you can destroy other people's property, you can terrorize people, that's not okay. It doesn't matter what you feel about COVID. COVID is a reality. It doesn't matter whether it was uh, biological terrorism. It doesn't matter whether it was just a mistake in a lab. What in the hell are they creating viruses like that for anyway? Anybody that's creating a virus like that cannot be doing it for good intentions. But it was launched. It affected hundreds of millions of people and billions worldwide. We had politicians that were purposely locking elderly in nursing homes, knowing that they were sealing the fate of those elderly population elimination. We can actually see that. And if you don't believe that, and you think that that's a conspiracy, then I'm here to tell you that you're a dang fool, okay? Because you're not willing to open your eyes up to the reality. I remember five years ago, Robert, when I used to tell people that the communists were trying to take over this country, I remember so many people that would say to me, oh, they're not communists, but they are socialist. No, they're communist. The communists have been trying to take over this country for many years. But the thing about it is that We've opened ourselves up to all of this stuff. We have just allowed anybody and their uncle to cross into the country many times illegally because our politicians aren't willing to fix the immigration system because it's too valuable not fixed. So we have some real problems out there, real problems. And guess what? Our kids are going to inherit those problems. One of the things that can fix problems is conversation. That's what we're here for with America's Independent Voice. I grew up in poverty, in very extreme poverty. Folks that know me and the fact that they see me living a successful life today compared to what it was when I was a kid, most are very surprised. And they will actually listen to when I talk because they know that I've been there. If you want to talk about drug abuse, I've been there. You want to talk about jail, I've been there. You want to talk about what it's like to be discriminated upon, truly discriminated upon because you come from the wrong side of the tracks. I've been there. And none of it was pleasant. I survived it. It took really getting my head out of my rear end to turn my life around. And then a lot of things that my father had said to me early on that I didn't even know I was paying attention to started sinking in. When I walked out of a jail cell at age 20, I turned my life around. And I decided that I was going to be on the right side of things. I wanted to be a good, productive citizen and part of society. And I took the opportunity. I worked real hard. And today I would consider my life a success story. But it wasn't easy. And it's not ever going to be easy for anybody to climb out of a hole. That's why they call it climbing out of a hole. But the thing about it is that as citizens, the only thing that is going to change our children's futures is what we accomplish by getting the word out 
by organizing as communities, as citizens, and standing up for the beliefs that we have, because otherwise we're going to be overrun by a corrupt political system and a very corrupt media that is working in conjunction with them. Does that sum it up on your thoughts, Robert, or am I off track there? You're right on track. I could listen to your stories all day because you have been there. And I think a lot of people will appreciate what you have to share. Well, it's interesting. I see so many negative people today, and I don't understand it. I've folks that will complain about just about anything. And most folks that know me, anybody that knows me will tell you I'm not a complainer. It can be a really rough day weather-wise. I could have a really bad day, but I'm still going to find a positive outlook on the day. And the reason for it is because I know what it's like to have a really bad day. I'll really never complain about a meal because I know what it's like to have to go out and steal food just to get a meal. And you don't like to admit things like that. I tell my kids, stealing is not okay. But when it comes down to survival, you have to do certain things. And that's my excuse for things like that. But it's really not an excuse. It was survival. I think during this podcast, over the course of time, we'll tell, I'll tell a few stories. And some of those stories are real eye-openers for people. I know that I can muster up quite a group when I tell certain stories. If you ever hear my brothers and sisters and I get together and have story hour, we're, we're sitting there laughing about portions of our life that most people are sitting back horrified by. And I remember times as a kid, looking back, for me, they're not negative. Those were the things that shaped me, molded me, made me. I have a ghost that chases me every day. I'm not a sleep-in type of individual. I have a ghost that chases me out of bed every day, talks to me about being productive. And so I, if you want to succeed in this world, you can. If you want to fail, you can. We actually live in a time where we have less illness, less poverty, less abuses than any time in history. But we seem to have more people suffering from depression and on medication, suicides are up, which is a scary thing. But when you look at those things, life in America, we have it better than 98% of the planet's population. We don't really think about it, but there's still nations out there, third world countries, and I don't even know what you would call a country where you still have people running around in bare feet throwing spears at animals. And I think you've seen some of that in your travels, haven't you, Robert? I have. I've been all over the world, and I'm always grateful to come home and step foot on the soil here. There's people out there running around in bare feet, barely clothed, suffering from diseases that we have never even heard the names of. And they're fighting with each other with swords, and some of them are throwing spears at each other. Is that correct? It is. We are very sheltered here. I remember how sheltered I actually was. Do you know that one time I stood on a corner? God bless him because apparently he didn't fare out like I did. But I had a best friend growing up. His name was Alan. My life was living hell when my mother was in control of it. And she was a violent alcoholic. And I had to fend for myself and my siblings in a lot of circumstances that I really didn't want to be put in. But I spent a lot of time on the streets. Between 12 and 20 when I went to jail, a lot of my time was spent on the streets. And when you're 12 years old and you're out in the streets in the middle of the night and you're not supposed to be out in the streets and your mother's already called the cops and she's told them that you just did something violent, which you didn't do. She just made stuff up. And the police are searching for you because 
they're going to have fun chasing you around town and probably beat the hell out of you when they catch you. It's freezing out. You don't have proper clothes, and you're just finding little hiding spaces within the city. And you have a friend, and he's gone through the same thing because his mother's a violent alcoholic. You're best buddies. You partner up. You're out there because sometimes it takes two of you to fend off the wolves, which might be individuals that are out there trying to whoop up on you in the middle of the night as well. It can be a scary situation. But I remember I was 14 years old and my best friend, Alan, who I'd spent many hours and days and run around the streets with, we were talking while the cars were driving by. And I said, boy, if we could grow up and be good looking and have a car, we could own the world. That's how little I thought back then, and that has stuck with me for my entire lifetime. Robert, you know how many cars I buy, constantly going through cars. Most people say I go through cars like underwear. It's one of the things that motivates me in life because a car was a very important thing to me when I didn't have one, and I used to think, boy, if I could ever have one, I could be awesome. Over the years, everybody makes fun of me because... It's nothing for me to go through 10, 15 cars in a year, just changing up cars, wanting to drive different things. I love fast cars. I love really cool vehicles. But saying that to Alan was really impactful because when I got to the point where I could start buying cars, I knew that I had made it in life. And it was very motivating for me. And I left the community that I grew up in. I had to. I didn't have any choice. There was a little bit of law enforcement involvement there. I really never went back. I went back and forth in short stints. And I love going home and seeing certain folks that I grew up with and revisiting the area. And it's actually a beautiful area of the country. It's the Northeast. Certain times of year, it's beautiful. But I had never found out what happened to Alan. And I have reconnected with many of the kids that I went to school with. I was a really bad kid in school. But a lot of folks liked me. And the other kids would actually try to take care of me. And especially the girls. And if it wasn't for many of them, I wouldn't have probably survived. But that's, you know, a different story. I had always wondered what happened to my buddy, Alan. And I just never saw him on Facebook and never heard about him. And about three years ago, I saw a post that his sister made saying, rest in peace, Alan. And come to find out that apparently he turned into an alcoholic and a drug addict and spent most of his years living on the streets and they finally found him and his uh, liver had failed and his kidneys had failed and he passed away and so sad because you think about two kids standing on a corner both with dreams and a future myself I went through a whole bunch of bad stuff and then decided to turn my life around and have lived a very good quality life for many years another individual with the same circumstances He wasn't so fortunate, and that was his demise, and he ended up passing away. And I always thought Alan was going to be successful. Great guy. He had a good sense of humor. He was tall, uh, you know, just a good friend. I'll tell you what, we were scrappers too. Boy, we got jumped. We were ready to fight, and he never ran from a fight, either did I. So a lot of times we would just take a real good whooping, but we'd give one. And we'd walk away laughing and you know licking our wounds. <laughs> but like I said, to come to find out that his path in life didn't work out as well as mine. And you wonder what the difference is. When I look back on things like that, I stay positive because I do believe that if you want opportunity, you have to make it. You have to fight for whatever you want. You have to 
instill in your mind that you're going to succeed in this world or you're going to you're going to allow failure to take over and so america's independent voice we're going to talk about everything and anything if you have a topic you want us to talk about just send us an email you can do that through our website robert and i will be here sometimes it's just going to be me sometimes i'm going to bring other guests in but we're going to talk about things that affect our families our communities, our country. We're going to talk about things that are positive and negative affecting our health, businesses, opportunities, raising children. That's so important to me because I am a father and that's one of my serious focuses. Anybody that knows me knows that I pay attention to what's going on in my children's lives and I'm on it. And I'm sure many of you are, but there's still challenges. So we're going to talk about all of those things. And then once in a while, we're going to talk about taking a good vacation, probably. I'm a social distancer. I have horses and my dogs, and I like hanging out with them better than most humans. Although I have some good friends. I do a lot of things. I like to go out and dirt bike and boat and RV and travel. And I'm really a barbecue steak kind of guy, but I, I don't mind going to a good restaurant and enjoying a great meal. Hey, join us on America's Independent Voice. We're going to talk about everything and anything that you can imagine. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. I'll bring on different guests. And let's make this successful because I truly believe that it is going to be the voices of many that keep the American spirit alive. And this might be the only thing that your children remember in the future is the stories that you told them about the greatness of this country. Because right now, we don't know if the forces that are against it are going to accomplish what they're set out to accomplish, and that is to destroy this nation. So that 100 years from now, there's not even a remnant of it. But we're going to keep the voice going because we're going to talk. And we're going to laugh. And we're going to keep the American spirit alive. So join us, and let's talk about America. Hey, this is J.C. Owens. I hope you have a great weekend. Robert, thank you for joining me. For right now, we're out of here. Thank you for joining us at America's Independent Voice. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to rate our show. You can find us at americasindependentvoice.com. Until next time, y'all have a great and safe day.